Super Talk Mississippi media production. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Eagle Hour on the Super Talk Radio Network, broadcasting around the state of Mississippi. And glad you're with us this afternoon. Bob and Kelly in the First Bank Studio here in Hattiesburg, former Dixie Darling, Kelly Santer. Uh, Luke Johnson will be joining us shortly from the First Bank Studio in Laurel. We're glad you're with us. Full show today. Patrick McGee from the Biloxi Sun Herald is going to be on in just a few minutes. John Price from Papa John's Pizza joining us later in the show. Michael Mergen's in here, Kelly. Uh, tonight the NFL kicks off. Michael's a big, of course, Chicago Bear fan. And uh, we're going to get a little perspective from a guy who's been at some of these Bear-Packer football games, just how much fun that really is. That, that, that particular team in Chicago that wears the navy and orange <laughs> Also known as the Bears. Exciting that NFL football is back for real tonight. Uh, we're very excited about that. Neil Price, the play-by-play voice from Mississippi State University, going to preview the upcoming game uh, here in just a moment. But first, want to remind you about Dickey's Barbecue Pit, proud supporters of Southern Miss Athletics, and, of course, the Eagle Hour. You can enjoy their delicious food that they prepare in-house every day in their restaurants across the state. And they're set and ready to cater any event for you, large or small. You can always sit back. Let Dickies do the cooking, and uh, they'll even bring you Kelly's favorite, that cream, spinach, and ice cream. Just tell them that you want the tailgate package. It's already set up. You get like two pounds of brisket, two pounds of uh, pork. You get potato salad, green beans, coleslaw, rolls, the whole bit. Oh, yeah. Dickie's Barbecue Pit, we really do appreciate their support of our program and, of course, for all they do at Southern Miss. All right, 2.30 Saturday afternoon, Mississippi State, Southern Miss uh, collide up in Starkville in what's going to be sweltering, sweltering weather. Well, you said a a 2.30 start, and coincidentally, that will be the temperature on the field. Yeah, it could be 230 degrees. (laughs) Neil Price uh, is play-by-play voice for the Bulldogs. Happy to have him on the Eagle Hour. Neil, thanks for coming on the show. Glad to be here, guys. Well, look, I, I think the first thing about the football game, Neil, is going to be the oppressive weather. 100 degrees is the prediction. Obviously tough on uh, on the players. Uh, is there anything the school can do to help fans? Because we, we always think about the players. But, you know, fans sitting in that kind of weather in a concrete football stadium, uh, kind of precarious at times. Anything the school can do to assist fans this Saturday? Well, and in and, and Starkville, especially if you're sitting in the west stand, you know, if you're on the east side, it's not nearly as bad, but the west side is right in the middle of the sun, uh, you know, at 2.30 in the afternoon or for any afternoon game as far as that goes. So it makes it a little tougher. Uh, they put out a release yesterday that said basically they're, they're going to allow fans to bring in one clear plastic and and I take that to mean not just a water bottle that you would you would buy on your way in mm-hmm. at a, a service station or, or a market but if you have one of those plastic uh, canteens basically as long as it's clear and it has a cap on it 
you can bring it in empty or filled. They want people to stay hydrated as much as possible. And, you know, the, the heat is one thing, but the humidity, I right. think, is what makes it even worse, you know. And uh, we were just having a discussion about a half hour before I, I jumped on with you guys about the, the forecast uh, is 94 right now, which is down a degree from 95 for the projected high yesterday. But it still looks like you're going to be sitting out in full sunshine. So plenty of sunscreen. Uh, take advantage of bringing in one of those clear plastic bottles filled or empty. You can bring those in, refill them at water fountains throughout the stadium, and uh, make sure you stay hydrated because we all love football, but, but your health is, is really Absolutely. important. Absolutely. All right, so let's get to the game. The Bulldogs 8-5 and five last year. They open up uh, down in New Orleans last Saturday, win 38-28 over Louisiana Lafayette. What did you see in the first game that tells you what kind of football team uh, State's going to put on the field this year, Neil? Well, offensively, I think we saw a better product than State had a year ago. Certainly not as one-dimensional, and that's promising. And Tommy Stevens has a lot to do with that. Uh, You know, this is a guy that, was a quarterback at Penn State, uh, backup when Joe Moorhead was a coordinator there for two years. He understands the terminology. He understands the X's and O's of, of what Joe's trying to do. And he showed pretty good mastery of it, I, I think, in game one, playing with a totally different team. So that's a positive. Uh, as long as he can continue to complete passes at a high level, and he was close to 67%, I think it was this past Saturday, it will open up things for Kylan Hill, and Hill as a running back was kind of what you expected to be the strength of the offense coming in, and I thought he ran the ball hard against Louisiana this past Saturday, but I think that being able to throw the ball certainly opened up some holes and opened up the defense for him a little bit too. So those two things were very encouraging. On defense, you can see the young talent but young is the key word. They're having to play a, a lot of redshirt freshmen, some true freshmen, and those guys are learning a little bit. And to Louisiana's credit, they did some things offensively that really tested eye discipline and really forced those young guys to have to, to think on their feet. And they didn't always make the right decision. But that's part of game one. That's part of adjusting to playing at this level. And I'm still optimistic that by the end of the year, these guys on defense will play very, very well, and they'll fit right into what Bob Shoup's asking them to do. I know, Neil, early in the here recently, you know, just prior to the season, the Bulldogs lost four or five guys that, that went down to, to Colin uh, Junior College, guys that they were anticipating having. And I know early on, Joe Moorhead from the Bulldog Nation was kind of, uh, people were kind of, kind of kept their distance from him. They really weren't sure what to think of Joe Moorhead. Personality-wise, he certainly was not a Dan Mullen, a, a baby kisser and a handshaker and all that sort of thing. You think he, he and the Bulldog Nation now are, are comfortable with one another? How would you describe generally that relationship between the two? I think Joe Moorhead's relationship with the fan base is like any other major, major college football coach's relationship with the fan base. Have you won? <laughs> and if you're winning then you can do no wrong. If you are winning by enough, you are a legend. If you aren't winning by enough or you're losing, then the the popularity goes down. Here's what I'll tell you about Joe Moorhead from dealing with him on a regular basis. Dan Mullen 
was more of the the figurehead out front, uh, shake hands, kiss babies kind of guy. But Joe Moorhead's got a lot of that too, and I think he's an everyman in in a lot of ways. You know, I mean, there was a great story published uh, about SEC Media Days uh, within the last month, and basically a, a reporter uh, from the Columbus Dispatch, I believe it was, went along with Joe to see what happened behind the scenes at one of these events. And Start will be in two hours from Birmingham. It's, it's a drive, you know, so... Joe stops at a gas station in rural Alabama, and everyone in the car thinks, what are we doing here? Bars on windows, not the best-looking place in the world. It just didn't matter to him because if he was recruiting in Maryland or in Pennsylvania or anywhere else where you know he's been on the recruiting trail as an assistant coach and a coordinator, when you want something to drink, you just walk in and get it, you know. I mean, it, you stop when it's time to stop. You stop, and he walked in, had a conversation with the the, the clerk, and it was no big deal. I, I think that's Joe at his core. I really do, and uh, I have enjoyed being around him for the last year plus. Uh, and you know, I, I think that once he gets things going from the X's and O's standpoint, once the winds start to fall in line. Once he meets whatever expectation the fan base has for him, realistic or otherwise, uh, then then people are going to love him. And you know, I, I I just I think he's the right guy. I think he's the right guy for right now. And I think part of the, the criticism he got last year was somewhat unfair because he stepped into a situation where there were incredibly high expectations for a guy who inherited a team full of personnel that really didn't fit the system he was trying to bring in. And he still found a way to get to a New Year's Day bowl game. So I I think all in all, he's done a pretty good job. So, Neil, a lot of the history between the two schools, and we're very short on time. Um, I'll ask you to answer this very quickly. Kind of in the past, back in the 80s, uh, a little history now developed over a couple of games that they've played here as of late. What kind of atmosphere are you guys looking for up there Saturday afternoon? Well, because it's a home opener, I think it'll be a great atmosphere. The fact that they're playing Southern Miss, it's a drive for a lot of Southern Miss fans, so I think there'll be a good crowd that that comes in with the Eagles, too. So I think it's going to be great, and I think it'll be a really good game. I do. I just think Southern Miss has got a fantastic defense. They've got some nice pieces offensively, had great game special teams against Alcorn State, and I think State will get better from game one to game two. So uh, I think it'll be a great game and, and a big crowd and a whole lot of fun. Hey, we sure appreciate your time, my man. And, and stay cool out there Saturday, okay? I'm in the shade. You know, Jack was pretty <laughs> smart when he picked his spot up here years ago. He picked the spot under the overhang, so there I'm right go. there. So I, I thank Jack for that one. All right, thanks, Neil. Neil Price, play-by-play voice for Mississippi State University. Patrick McGee next on the Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. 
Our thanks to Neil Price, play-by-play voice for Mississippi State University, for joining us in the opening segment. This second segment sponsored by Campus Bookmart and CampusBookmart.net. Great selection of football apparel now at the store on Hardy Street. You can shop them locally, or if you're not local, you can always go to CampusBookmart.net, pick out your favorite Southern Miss swag, and have them deliver it right to your front door. One of the things I would have liked, maybe we can get uh, Neil back on in the future box. I wanted to ask him about what what it's like yeah, to follow exactly. Jack Crystal. No, you you're know? 100% right. And if we'd had more time, I think it'd be worth getting him back just to talk to him about that. I think we may did very well do that. Because like legendary coaches, too, it's like at Alabama, you know, when Ray Perkins took over for Bear Bryant, people were going, I wouldn't want to be the guy that follows Bear Bryant. I'd want right. to be the guy that follows that guy. Exactly. You know, right. but uh, man, he That's was exactly right. He was something. All right, Luke, are you with us now? Yep. Okay, we've got Luke Johnson in the First Bank studio uh, with us in Laurel. And Patrick McGee on the phone from the Biloxi Sun-Herald. A professor, appreciate you joining us uh, like you do every week. Your breakdown of the Mississippi State-Southern Miss game, the Golden Eagles have to do blank to beat Mississippi State. Well, I mean, that's the easy answer. They have to run the ball uh, and hold on to the ball. And, you know, the defense is perfectly capable of, you know, Hanging with a state team, they're good on offense. They have a good, really good running back, Kylan Hill. But I think it comes down to the offense of really just having that productive uh, ground game and avoiding the turnover. So it's pretty simple uh, there. I mean, if they run the ball well, if they can average four to five yards a, a carry, uh, Southern Miss will have a decent chance in an upset. But, you know, uh, they haven't proven they can do that consistently, especially against talent like this. So, uh, that's the real question mark for Southern Miss going in. That, that's right, Luke. Uh, Luke's with us now. Luke, did you see anything Saturday night to make you think they can fulfill the wishes of Patrick and run the football? Patrick, I mean, I really felt like we didn't even remotely open the offense. I felt like we ran 10 to 12, 13 plays. We we were just running the same things over and over again. Uh, that That is an encouragement, but what concerns you is even on the most basic running play, you should be able to block it, and uh, and we weren't un, we were unable to do that. I do feel like, and you can you can uh, tell me what you think about it. I do feel like though that the pass protection was better, and Jack was not you know having to shift a lot in the pocket. Yeah, I think you're right there. I, I think that's what we saw in the spring as well. Uh, you know, in into fall camp is that they're doing a better job of protecting Jack, and uh, when he's able to drop back, obviously he'll have better uh, pass rushers trying to get to the quarterback this game. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, they're early in the game, the first half, where they were just trying to do simple uh, carry up the middle. They just were only able to get a couple of yards out of it. Uh, and, of, of course, it hurts that Travinsky Mosley went down in the opener, and it, it looks like he'll be out for a while. Uh, there's no telling when. Uh, Jay Hobson's not talking about injuries. Uh, but Steven Anderson's really got to be that guy who can kind of grind it out between the tackles. But I, I agree. I mean, Southern Miss didn't have to uh, – I'm, I'm sure they didn't throw much a whole lot of their offense out there. Uh, they wanted to hold back some for state, and uh, you know it was kind of an interesting game with Alcorn there for about two, three quarters. But uh, they they were able to wear down Al- or Alcorn there in the second half, and it's going to be a lot lot tougher to do that against the Mississippi State team. I think uh, the twelfth man on the field, if the Eagles uh, prevail or if it comes down to the wire, uh, I think Jim Durning could be the twelfth player on the field. Just hearing as as hot as it's going to be, we talked to Neil Price in the previous segment, Patrick. But the conditioning, I think some people don't realize how much the conditioning that the Eagles have been through could really, really help them in this game. Yeah, I mean, looking back to the game Saturday, you didn't see much in the way of cramps or 
or things like that popping up. I think this is a, a better conditioned football team, a stronger Southern Miss football team than they were a year ago. So, yeah, I think you're right. I mean, State's going to have the size advantage, but are those big boys going to be able to, you know, hold in there for three to four quarters and, and you know, in excessive heat? Uh, so it'll it'll be interesting if, say, in the second half, if, if that Southern Miss defense can kind of start to get to the quarterback and maybe get, uh, uh, get into the backfield a little bit more. Do you think uh, how, how many turnovers? I, I don't. I think Southern Miss has basically <laughs> got to play turnover free. I, I don't think they can hand the yeah. ball over. Of course, not a short field. How many turnovers does the defense need to create uh, for it to be a game uh, late third quarter, early fourth quarter? At least, at least two, and I think three is probably what your goal is going in. Is to somehow come out with three turnovers, and if you got four, uh, you're you know you're in great shape going into the second half you know, going into the fourth quarter so yeah it's got to be multiple turnovers and you know there's other things that come into play you know uh, whether it's you know a guy goes down or something like that but uh turnovers i think southern miss needs three on saturday and patrick uh from a standpoint of mississippi state try to put in perspective for our listeners how good a mississippi state football team you think this is they're not that great uh i mean i watched them saturday and they've got guys sitting out right now because it's suspensions and defensively they just don't have the guys on that side of the ball that they've had the last three years uh you know it's just they're just there's really just not that much of a comparison offensively i think they're pretty solid uh but you know it was the the defense that really carried state carried state eight wins a year ago Uh, i think tommy stevens the quarterback looks pretty solid colin hill's one of the better running backs in the country in my book Uh, but defensively uh they can uh they can be scored on. We saw Louisiana Lafayette do that last week, putting up 28 points on them. And, uh, you know, I, I, you know, I'm, I don't know how to really compare Southern Miss and Lafayette offensively at this point, but I would think Southern Miss should be able to, and Jack Abraham should be able to find ways to to move the ball passing it. Well, I want to follow up with something that Luke said earlier. You know, if, if indeed the Eagles only ran about 12 or 13 different plays from scrimmage this past week, and indeed the Eagles were conservative and didn't show what they had. No, how how can we really put a finger on what the Southern Miss offense is truly going to be like if if the unveiling, so to speak, of this true offense won't be seen until Saturday? Yeah, well, I mean, it's I think we're going to see more of Tate Watley, and, and they're going to be more creative uh, offensively. I think we'll probably see Watley maybe some short yardage and certain points of the field. Uh, they're going to be doing some things differently, but I mean this. This offense, I mean, yeah, it's, it's you know a new offensive coordinator. New that it's, it's pretty much the same personnel uh, we've been seeing for the last year. They're just a year older uh, and in a similar offensive scheme. I think we already have a pretty good idea uh, of what Southern Miss has the has to offer on offense. It's just a matter of what you know what they throw out there in terms of trick plays and getting other guys involved, like a Tate Wiley. So that's what we're kind of waiting to see is how maybe they can. Uh, get creative on Saturday in state. All right, Patrick, i got to ask you this question. I don't want to make anybody mad about this, but yesterday we were talking a lot about the, the series between state and, and Southern Miss back in the 80s and how dominant at times USM was. Are we now to a point that this is a game for Southern Miss that you collect a big check, you have everything to gain and nothing to lose? If you get beat, people say, oh, well, that was expected. If you win, it's a great, great victory. Or... Has the Southern Miss program found itself now on more equal footing with Mississippi State, where it shouldn't be such a big surprise if they can win the football game? No, I mean it's you know I wouldn't say you know nothing to lose. 
uh, I think they have a lot to lose in this game because they only play it every so often uh, now. It's you know it's it's not like it was back in the day that when they're playing year in year out. So every chance Southern Miss has to play an out a uh, Mississippi State or or you know somebody else in the SEC, they have to take advantage. Anytime you get that chance against State, you're not getting opportunities to get Ole Miss. You really have to show up and play well. Uh, things just haven't worked out in recent years for Southern Miss against State. Uh, but yeah, I mean this is a huge game for the program. Uh, Southern Miss does have a legit shot going up there at, at pulling off an upset if they play well and can force State into some mistakes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is this is an absolutely crucial game for the program. If Southern Miss wins this game, it can really change the outlook of the season and the program going forward. It's it's just huge in terms of recruiting and morale among the fan base if Southern Miss can win this game. Big for Jay Hobson, fair to say. Would yeah, change would I mean, change the perception that maybe some fans have about him if he could win this game. Yeah, I mean, he started out game one, you know, beating Kentucky, but ever since then, you, you haven't seen it. I mean, not that you would have expected to play some tough uh, SEC teams on the road, but they were also played some games that were winnable at Tennessee, and, and even last year against Auburn, if they play better offensively, they can win that game. So uh, right now, you know, it's, it, it can Jay – uh, put together an offense that can consistently move the ball and, and you know run the ball. Uh, if he can you know do that at a state, if if Jay wins this, it really does kind of change the perception of of him and his program. It shows that he can really go and, and beat a team like a state. And, and I know it's I know it's a game at a time, but if you win this game Saturday, it doesn't make the Troy game necessarily a must win. Yeah, you agree with that, Pat? Right, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you uh, if you want to turn the season into a special one, you know, and you win them both. You beat state. Yeah, you win both. Uh, now, Alabama is really kind of out of reach, but if you can win both of those, uh, uh, both state and Troy, this this season really kind of goes up a, a whole other level. All right, Patrick Kelly's over here filling out his parlay sheet. Have you got any suggestions for him for the state uh, Southern game? Uh, well, I mean, it's. Uh, I think it's 17-point spread in the game. I think Southern Miss covers. I think State wins, but I'm looking at maybe like a 27-17 to 17 or a 24-17 to 17, uh, game is what I'm looking at. Are you writing that down, Kelly? All right, Patrick, he just filled it out based on your advice. So uh, <laughs> if, if he makes a lot of money and I were you, I'd give him a ring about sharing some of that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm sure he's got big money coming his yeah. way if he somehow pulls that out. Hey, always enjoy our conversations with you, buddy. Thanks a lot for all you do for the Eagle Hour, and we'll look forward to talking to you next week. Okay, thanks, guys. Patrick McGee, everybody, from the Biloxi Sun-Herald, our go-to guy when it comes to sports reporting. We'll be right back. Southern Miss to the top. Welcome back to the Eagle Hour, everybody. Glad you're with us this afternoon. This segment sponsored by Four Street Bar and Grill. Our good buddies down right across from The Rock. Great place to have lunch five days a week. Great place to uh, pre-tailgate, I would say. 
You can shoot some pool, have a cold one, enjoy the Southern Miss memorabilia. And Kelly Sander, how much is lunch at Fourth Street Bar and Grill? Well, it's ma- amazing that you ask. I happen to know that it's eight ninety five, which includes a drink, and uh, I think Thursday, which is today, it's pork chop day. Uh huh. Right. Big, big, big cut of pork chops, too. Real good. Does the lunch at Fourth Street Bar and Grill get the official Kelly Sander endorsement? It has for for years, Bob. Yeah. That uh, and you're you know you're right there, like you said. You all what, the, what about the cold adult beverages? Have you ever tried one of those? There? Always cold, always tasty, and always for adults. Always, yes. And in memorabilia, all over the all over the places you got you got framed jerseys, you've got posters, you've got newspaper clippings. So the, the stories that your parents told you actually did happen. You can read about them right there on the walls. There you go. All right, Bob, Kelly, and Luke from the First Bank Studios in Laurel and Hattiesburg. We're glad you're with us this afternoon. Michael Mergen's still to come on the show. And uh, I was kidding Michael Luke and said he was uh, the number one Packers fan. And Kelly, described to Luke what kind of look I got. Boy, if looks could kill. <laughs> it wasn't friendly. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, who you like in that game tonight, Luke? The Bears and the Packers to start the NFL football season. I'm for the Bears. Uh, the the Packers have to prove that they can run the football. Aaron Rodgers, I think, threw the ball like 70% of his snaps last year. Now, I, I am hoping that he will do that because I'm starting one of his receivers in my fantasy league. But mm-hmm. I just think the Bears too strong on defense. I think Rodgers, uh, he, he better watch out for that defense or he'll be missing the first 10 games of this season too. Yeah, the Bears can play some D. And I think Rodgers, guys, has already been barking at the new coach a little bit, hasn't he? I think Aaron wants to coach the football team sometimes. Well, I, th- I think he kind of questions the the validity of this young coach that, mm-hmm. that the Packers have. You know, Rodgers is almost as old as he is. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. And speaking of being careful, Luke, I, I know a, a quarterback down in New Orleans that better be careful of a guy named Watts. I think that's who the Saints open up against is the Texans. Am I correct? Yeah, but uh, he's Drew Brees. Uh, putting him and Aaron Rodgers in the same sentence, uh, I wouldn't do that. And I'm not talking about from an athletic ability. Uh, I'm talking about from a team-oriented, look-to-your-coach, classic football player. seems like Aaron Rodgers sometimes wants to be the actor that uh, is acting out the movie and producing it and right. directing it all at the same time. I think that's a good point, and I think there's probably not a better team. He's a great talent, but I don't think there's probably a better team player in the league than Drew Brees. And the Saints actually uh, – are the first of two Monday night games. So I know Saints fans probably already know that, but the two games this coming Monday night for the opening weekend, and that game from New Orleans will be the first one broadcast on Monday night. What will you be doing Monday night, Luke? I've got a meeting early, but I will be watching most of the Saints game. You mentioned yeah. 4th Street Bar and Grill. I imagine there will be some folks in oh, there yeah, Monday night. I imagine that there will be a lot of Saints fans tuned in in South Mississippi Uh Around the around the whole state, actually, I, I know a lot of I know a lot of avid Saint fans up in the Delta that travel every that's time a, they play at home. That's an interesting line because the Texans coming back. Deshaun Watson was sacked most of, of any quarterback last year. New Orleans a seven point favorite, but the over under is fifty two and a half. Hmm. So expecting some fireworks on Monday Night Football. All right, we're going to be down at Ramey Motors tomorrow. We're going to have a whole segment. We can talk a little bit about NFL football. And uh, Joey Hawkins is going to be our first guest celebrity picker. And uh, we'll pick the Conference USA and some of the most interesting Saints. Uh, we'll pick the Saints game, the Redskins, the Bengals, and the Bears. That's what we did last well, year. Well, two of those will be real easy to pretty, pick. Yeah, pretty easy to pick. Yeah. <laughs> Kelly did take the Redskins in 10, Luke, for $500. 
against uh, Philly. You like that? Um, I don't know, to be honest. <laughs> I, uh, no, you couldn't pay me 500 bucks to take the Redskins <laughs> under any circumstances. And as a Bengal fan, I sure wouldn't do it. And incidentally, the two longest uh, shots on the board this coming Sunday happen to be the Redskins and the, and the Bengals. So the, the battle of ineptitude. Such, uh, such is our life, yes. Kelly Sander and I. But, but you look at some of these some of these game ones. I mean, there's some big-time rivalries in these. Oh, yeah. I mean, you, you talk about the Packers and the Bears. Uh, who else? Uh, fa- uh, let's see. Raiders and Bills Broncos. And Jets. Raiders, Broncos. Raiders and Broncos. Redskins and Eagles. Cowboys uh, Giants and Giants. And Cowboys. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Steelers and the Patriots. Mm. Wow. That's a ball game right there. Oh, yeah, like that it, is Kelly's two favorite. A lot like it's going to matter, yeah. right? Yeah. All right. We'll talk a little more NFL football tomorrow. John Pace is with us. Uh, he is with, of course, Papa John's Pizza. And it, it, if you've been listening to the Eagle Hour, you know that we teamed up with Papa John's and uh, Keith Coe and uh, Hooters and uh, are going to be doing veterans de- veterans uh, tailgates at every USM home game. Now, two guys in the studio with me here, Kelly and John, were at the first Southern Miss veterans tailgate. And guys, how do you think it went? I thought it was awesome. I mean, it was uh, twice as many folks as our first game last year. So if we grow from there, we'll easily hit that 130 to 150 range. And as great as the Papa John's pizza was and the wings and the cookies and everything else that they had spread out there, the best thing of the tailgate, John, was a big tent. (laughs) <laughs> because it got to be hot about well, 4 o'clock Saturday afternoon. The, the tent was nice, but as I've said the other times this week, having the super taut tent made direction so much easier. Uh, people go, where are you? They're like, look for the super taut tent. <laughs> now, you know, John, when it's really hot, Kelly has been known to break out the Speedo. Oh, I'm just my warning God. you. Uh-uh. I'm just warning you. We had Hooters girls there. Please, please don't go down that road. Please. please. People are swerving all over yeah. Highway 49 right now. They're trying to get that out of there. People their pulling out of drive throughs Thanks. Correct. <laughs> Correct. One of our employees, John, sent me a picture of his son who took a picture with the Hooters girls. <laughs> He's 12, I think, or 13. And, uh, and he was telling me that the kid was just so dumbfounded he couldn't even speak. Right. The, uh, well, we did. There's a before and after. I had to see which picture you have. The first one, he had like his hands in his pockets and was just standing there. I was like, that's not how you do that with Hooters, right. girl. So right. I, I demonstrated the appropriate way Very nice to, of you. to take a picture Very with nice three Hooters girls. And Very he did, nice he did much better. I the mean, famous Luke Johnson was there, too, yeah, wasn't he? Uh, uh, yes. And under my expert tutelage, I suspect that the young man will be all right at yeah. our other tailgates. Luke have his normal entourage with him. You there know, the, all yeah. kind, I, and I even got a uh, Eagle Hour T-shirt that fits me. Y'all got them in is, fat is people size, right? so I, I, well, I was sharp. Well, coming up on Saturday night, September 21st at 6.30 at the Oak Grove High School Performing Arts Center on the campus at Oak Grove, something kind of in line with the saluting veterans. Actual benefit coming up, John, to benefit the Armed Forces Museum in Hattiesburg. Kind of fill in some blanks for us. Well, it's, this is the fourth time we've done this we did it at the Sanger Theater four years ago. Outgrew that, went up to Jones Junior College, their auditorium. Outgrew that, and found a home where we fit last year at the Oak Grove Performing Arts Center. And uh, I know we have the Victory Bells around here fairly frequently, and people go, "I've seen the Victory Bells." Yeah, you saw their fifteen to twenty minute gig that you get at the museum. 
this is a one hour show with costume changes and all that kind of stuff it's a very interactive show and uh, everything's free i mean it's not just for veterans not just for military this is family entertainment comedy music dance Six thirty on uh, September the twenty first. Free, great parking. No reason not to come. We the show will last about two hours. We'll get you home early too. And, oh. and a classic car show. And uh, interesting point about that. If Southern Miss beats Alabama, Luke will be the owner of a Chevrolet Camaro that he can put in the car show next year. He will be buying it at my price if well, the Golden Eagles upset There's Alabama. a different wrinkle in this, too. If, if Southern Miss beats Alabama, Kay, Kelly has graciously donated the funds needed to obtain the title oh, to it? that. So <laughs> I'll be the owner oh, of it. Okay. Kelly's the, really shown you know, benefit and, and friendly uh, reaching out kind to, of guy me is, to in order to pull that. About the best thing I could come up with, you guys, is you remember the Yugo? Mm-hmm. That was made. Well, they they made a station wagon for one year. It was called the WeGo, and <laughs> and I was lucky enough to get one you, of those. You know That's where a, that car got its name? From the country it was made in. No, you step on the brake, you go through the windshield. Oh, I didn't like because they were made in Yugoslavia. I thought, and see, you set right. me straight, John. I, I thought right. it was something else. But now, how if it's a fundraiser for the museum, the yeah, Armed Forces and, Museum, and people think we're not we're not charging. There's no tickets. It's free admission, but we do give you the opportunity to donate. And okay. one of the things the museum set up in the lobby, sometimes these places get long term donors. I mean, that's the idea. It's really to promote the need they have there. We're not going to be charging you extortion money to get in or out or anything. It's free. And, and for people that might not know where the Armed Forces Museum is in Hattiesburg. Uh, right in the middle of Camp Shelby right now. Also but, uh, museum. But it is a – the a uh, curator museum. there came from the World War II Museum in New Orleans, Tommy Lofton, and he has done a fantastic job, and they've frankly outgrown it. Yeah. So we got to make some big turn – plans over the next eight or ten years all right this event is september the 21st but we'll be back with you guys before the utep game in that right texas el paso behind southern hall t-shirts food hooters girls kelly santer what else could you what else no speedos no speedos (laughs) kelly has sworn off the speedos for the remainder of the summer And there is mercy left in the world. All right, when we come back, Bears-Packers from the Michael Mergens perspective. What a glorious day. NFL football is back, and we'll be back too. The Bears. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Closing out of Thursday on the Eagle Hour, Gulfport Home Center presents you the fourth segment of the Eagle Hour. Every day, more room for you, more room for your family. Go see Gulfport Home Center on Highway 49 
in Gulfport. Exciting news uh, for a former Southern Miss baseball player. We talked about Kurt McCarty yesterday with Al Holder, and he has been selected to play in the prestigious Arizona Fall League. He'll be playing for the Mesa Solar Sox, and the Arizona Fall League is some of the top minor league players. Uh, it consists of six different clubs, and so he will uh, be out there this fall. So congrats to Kurt uh, for that honor. Ladies Soccer is set to open at home tonight against uh, the South Alabama Lady Jaguars. That takes place at 5 p.m. at the Southern Miss Soccer Complex. But now the Bears, the the biggest Bears fan of the Bears, is in the studios, in uh, First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg with uh, Bob and Kelly. Who, who is that, Bob? Uh, that would be Michael Mergens. I'm uh, surprised Bob's saying that. Yes. It's always Packers. <laughs> All right, Mergens, I want you to put in perspective for our listeners around the state. Never been to an NFL game, maybe. Maybe never been to an NFL rivalry game. What will it be like in Soldier Field in a few hours? I, I can't say. I honestly, I've just given up trying to explain it to people. Unless you've grown up around that. It's, Is electric the right word? Oh, yeah. Electric, shocking, distasteful. <laughs> Uh, sometimes grotesque. Decadent. Yeah. Um, so many people think that I'm just, an, when it comes to football, just an absolute jerk and ugly when it comes to that. But that's the way it is. I, I've just given up trying to describe it. Yeah. There's nothing, even college football rivalries nothing, are nothing like this. It's no, nothing like no, this. It, is no, it. No. Well, I think if the Bears win the Super Bowl this year, this will be the first of about an eight beat. <laughs> eight, eight victories in a row coming up for the Bears. And you know what? I worked at a radio station in Wisconsin, and I was doing overnights, and a woman, a lot of people, I guess, retired up around that area from Chicago, and I had mentioned we were doing a promotion for the Bears-Packer game, and I said, Packers taking on the Bears. This woman calls in and just berates me how offended she was and how rude that was for me to say dub bear she said i'm a bears fan i'm from chicago i retired here and i don't appreciate you packer fans making fun i'm like ma'am i'm from chicago i'm a bears fan and if you're a real bears fan you, you love it. it yeah that is the greatest skit ever because it's tr- it's true if you've ever been in chicago for mm-hmm. any amount of time yes the, See, that's how they talk what kids don't get today and here i go i'm one of those old guy on the yeah. side is that that is the most sincere form of flattery. Yeah. Right. Doing impressions. Right. You're, you're complimenting, mm-hmm. you know, the Bears and, the, and, and its culture and the and Bears no, culture. John Wayne is such a huge Bears fan. We know it. So that's why, you know, he never took offense to well, it. Well, you got to be feeling pretty good. You, you like Kelly and I have suffered through some, uh, and like Luke, you, you suffered through a lot of bad seasons. Yeah. But you have to be pretty daggum optimistic right now. I am, but also hesitant because of what the Packers have done in the past. They always surprise you. But I'm glad it's at Soldier Field so I can watch the whole game and not be concerned about them showing Packer fans in the stadium just acting obnoxious and annoying like they always do. So Bears fans won't act that way tonight. No, no, it'll be obnoxious. nice and courteous. It's like Geno's East. You know, I mean, what is that, Michael? What's the name of that restaurant in Chicago where they insult you on purpose? It's like part it of was, their culture. It was Ed DeBevick's, and it is no longer open. It closed two or three years ago. But yeah, that when was political the whole... correctness came around. Exactly. He probably shut down. Yeah, that yeah. went out the window. But yeah. <laughs> And, you know, the, the Bears could definitely clinch a Super Bowl this year if we just had one more element. And that would be, of course, Coach Ditka. Get <laughs> Ditka back there and Jim McMahon and uh, that defense. And that, that shows you the loyalty of Bears fans to Coach Ditka because I followed him to the Saints and I've been rooting for the Saints ever since just because 
It was Ditka, unless they're playing the Bears. The Bears are one of those franchises that have a storied history, no question about that. One of the two remaining founding yeah. teams. Is it look, fair to say, though, look, that what, Mike Ditka and Walter Payton are the two most beloved figures in Bear history? Uh, George Hallis. George Hallis, Papa Bear, you got to put yeah. in there. And um, Dick Butkus is yeah. probably up there, too. Yeah, I guess Butkus yeah. would be. Mike right. Red Grange, Mike Singletary, uh, what, yeah. Yeah, yeah. What I was going to say is anytime Bob drops the adjective storied, storied franchise, it's always a segue into the Washington Redskins. So I thought that was what I was, was about, about to go, to go there. Yeah. I was, I was about but to I want to say one thing to really establish this rivalry. In 1921, that's when the Packers joined the NFL. Um, they were after a player that the Bears wanted. So George Hallis, being a founding member of the NFL, got the Packers uh, banned from the team. They were expelled from the NFL long enough for the Bears to sign that player. When the Bears signed the player, George House was gracious so enough to have the and Packers reinstated. this is the original rivalry in the National Football League. Yeah, it's the oldest. And that's the why oldest it's the first rivalry. game. Yeah. Been playing, what, 100 years, yeah. maybe? Yeah, exactly. That's, that's really cool, isn't it? And that's, mean, that's just really cool. And, and what people will see tonight is, Michael, for so long growing up, even as a football fan, I had no idea what GSH stood for. Really? You know? yeah. George yeah. S. Hallis. Will see that. Yeah. yeah, for the longest time. George yeah, for Stanley the longest Hallis. time. So, Michael, this is not one of those games that at the end of the contest, the opposing fans will be shaking hands and saying, no. oh, good game. <laughs> There's going to be beer thrown. Again, insults, probably clothing, because it's a little warm in Chicago right now. Yeah, oh, I love it. It's the NFL. It is. It yep. is Nothing the like it. NFL. That, that particular theme that dresses in navy and orange that we all call the Bears. All right, the Bears tonight at 7.20 as the NFL season kicks off. We're at Ramey Motors tomorrow. Going to be doing our first weekend of Conference USA football picks. Looking forward to that. Back then, until then, Southern Miss. To To the the top. top. To the top. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.